1: The story of Urban Meyer's firing at the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach and the story of our city's ineptitude when it comes to dealing with an escalating murder rate would seem to be as disparate as possible. One is the relatively unimportant side endeavor of sports. One is, of course, consequential, dealing with life itself. But they're really not that different. They're both a failure of a leader thrust into a situation where leadership was needed. That's where we begin a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. It is 989 The Answer. You can watch us online, 989theanswer.com, our Facebook page, The Hooley Show. Thank you for joining us. You can participate in our conversation, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. We'll give away zoo tickets on the half hour, I should say, wild lights at the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium presented by AEP Ohio, as we did yesterday. Aaron will post a keyword. You will respond to it via watching on the Facebook stream, and you and three of your closest friends will be on your way to the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium to see Wild Lights presented by AEP Ohio. Okay, I came into the office this morning, went to bed early last night, and Urban Meyer was fired last night as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban Meyer is um, a well-known figure here in Columbus, Ohio. His success at Ohio State, his restaurant's. Even though he was gone, he was not really gone. His specter looms over the Ohio State football program. It looms over the city as an entrepreneur and as a guy who brought attention to himself and by connection the city with his um, untoward activities in his chop house a few weeks ago with a young blonde girl who was not his wife. Uh, Urban Meyer lost 11 games in a portion of a full season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is two more losses than he had in seven years as Ohio State's head coach. Okay. So he failed as an NFL coach. Indisputable. Why did he fail? He failed for the same reason Andrew Ginther is failing as mayor. Because he didn't change even though the environment around him changed. We have a murder rate in Columbus that is higher than last year's record murder rate. Andrew Ginther is not changing. He is trotting out the same old tired, we can't stand for this. We won't put up with this. This is new. We've never dealt with this before. Rhetoric. Just like Urban Meyer was spouting the same, I'm going to challenge you every day, and if you don't deliver, I'll find someone else who can. Well, that's great in college because you have 85 players on scholarship and you have 22 spots open. In the NFL, you have 22 spots open and you have about 50 guys, and some of those guys are paid at a rate where, You have to play them. They are paid at that rate because they are really good. The guys who are paid less are paid less because they are not as good. So you can't afford to put them out on the field to prove a point. You don't have superstars of tomorrow waiting behind the superstars, or at least what passes for them on the Jags deplorable roster, of today. So in college, you're the dictator. You can bench a kid. You can lord playing time over him. In Jacksonville, you can't do that. In the NFL, you can't do that. Urban didn't adjust to the message. Urban failed. Andrew Ginther, not adjusting to the challenges of today's environment. Oh, he's too busy trying to curry favor with all the people that matter to him, all the people who can put him in power. So we're at 190 or 191 homicides. I don't know. My guess is we're going to get to 200 by the end of the year because the pace has picked up here recently. And we're just lucky we're not talking about another murder today. Another murder that would call Andrew Ginther to a podium and have Andrew Ginther spouting off about how we're not going to take this anymore. Meanwhile, the gang members and the drug kingpins in this city have to sit back in whatever lair they're ensconced in and laugh at Andrew Ginther's empty words. We had a 13-year-old, a 13-year-old. Ladies and gentlemen, a 13-year-old, a 7th or 8th grader, yesterday, walking along the street on Winslow Drive on the southeast side of Columbus, walking his dog, what could be more innocent than a young man walking his dog? In the afternoon, when a dark vehicle drove up, fired a single shot, and struck him in the head. He was taken to the hospital. He's expected to survive. Thank goodness for the neighbor who rescued him. Does this sound familiar? Is this happening a lot? Gunfire from a car that speeds off? Gunfire, maybe even randomly, into a crowd of kids, young people? Somebody ends up dead. It happened at Bicentennial Park. It happened on the east side of Columbus. It happened yesterday. Why would I not think it'll happen again? Oh, because Andrew Ginther is going to get up and lecture everybody, and his safety director is going to concur that, yeah, we've never seen anything like this before. Sure, we haven't. On Tuesday night, late, didn't make the headlines yesterday, we had another re- murder recorded in Columbus. Does this modus operandi sound familiar? Does this sound like the triple murder in Canal Winchester? Where two guys got out of a car, walked up on a 22-year-old man in custody, stewarding the care of two young children, age 9, age 6. Does this sound like that? Timothy Walsh, southeast side of Columbus, Tuesday night, getting gas. Parking lot at UDF, 2660 No Bixby Road. Surveillance video shows. Mr. Walsh is parked at a gas pump. Somebody pulls up in an adjacent pump, gets out of the vehicle. No interaction between the two, no argument, no, provocate, no provocation. Opens fire repeatedly into Walsh's car and kills him and drives off. Hmm. I have often taken to task the Columbus Dispatch for abiding the weakness, the impotence of Andrew Ginther as a leader. So it is only fair that I applaud the column today from Theodore Decker. Theodore Decker seems like a decent, reasonable guy. His his life's got to be miserable among all the liberal leaning. (laughs) They're not leaning. They're like firmly, firmly laying on the left at the Columbus Dispatch. But Theodore Decker seems like a decent guy. You know why Theodore Decker might be a decent guy? Because in his column today, he talks about having covered the crime beat. When you cover a crime beat, and I've done it, when you see people, when you see dead bodies... When you write about murder victims, when you see people killed in traffic carnage, it does something to you. You recognize the preciousness of life. You recognize the senselessness of wasted life or of life snuffed out too soon. It changes you in some ways for the worst, in some ways for the better. Because you don't take things for granted that you do take for granted when you haven't seen them and processed them with your own eyes. Theodore Decker has seen it and processed it, and he writes about it today. Because he's listened to Andrew Ginther in the wake of the latest violence in the city of Columbus, and he's heard things from Mayor Ginther that sound familiar to Theodore Decker, dispatch colonist. And the reason why they sound familiar to Mr. Decker is because, indeed, Andrew Ginther is simply reciting The same lines from an old playbook. Oh, he's telling everybody the things that they want to hear. But the fact that he said this for a couple years and that nothing has changed for the better, that things have only gotten worse, would certainly call into mind how seriously does the mayor really take making the city safer? Theodore Decker writes the words of Andrew Ginther last week after Demetrius Walneal and London Walneal, age nine and six, were murdered by assassins who fired 50 plus times into the car in which they were sitting waiting to go eat at Buffalo Wild Wings. We cannot allow ourselves to become desensitized or numb. It can never be normal for six and nine year olds to die in this community. Babies facing violent deaths in our city cannot be tolerated. That is what Andrew Ginther said last week as quoted by Theodore Decker. And then Theodore Decker quotes Andrew Ginther saying this. We cannot tolerate children being killed in our city or allow ourselves to become numb to neighborhood violence. Wait, Bruce, you just read that. No, no, no. That is what Andrew Decker said after a seven-year-old boy was killed in 2017. The message is the same. The impotence is the same. The fecklessness is the same. The faux outrage is the same. And you know what else is the same? The dead bodies of young people. They're the same. Every body is different, of course, because every body has a different set of people that love them and a different set of areas in their life in which they have been placed and have a purpose and a mission Different people who love them, but line them up in a morgue and they look pretty similar. Just like the words of Andrew Ginther are similar. And sadly, very, very empty. Bruce Hulley Show on The Answer. A little inside baseball, folks. Aaron and I uh, have to communicate on air sometimes because he's engaged in things while we're off air. Aaron, my call screen is not functioning. So if we uh, get callers today at 844-TALK-989, you'll have to notify me of them, and you will have to bring them to the air. Okay? Okay. You have a caller on line one, Muhammad from Columbus. Muhammad from Columbus. Thanks for calling the Bruce Hooley Show. You are on the air. Merry Christmas to you, Muhammad Merry Or, or happy Kwanzaa or whatever else you may be celebrating.
0: No, definitely. Merry Christmas, Bruce. i got to say it's great to finally talk to you. I hope you're doing well.
1: I'm doing fantastic. Uh, My
0: main question, and I'll be quick, is uh, over the last couple of weeks, you've been complaining about Andrew Ginther, and I agree that he's a horrible mayor. And it it got me researching, and when I did a little bit of research, it showed that I think he ran almost unopposed in 2019, and that's Mm -hmm. what I was asking the call screener about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, he and really, Muhammad. you'll find if you dig into the city council races, the same. Uh, Columbus is not only an all-democratic city council, it is an all-democratic city council in which until this last election, no Republican even ran. Tom Susi ran this past time. He didn't get elected. That's sad for the city of Columbus. And when I first moved here, we had a Republican mayor, many of them, in fact, Greg Lashutka, Buck Reinhart. Uh, somewhere the city has turned toward Democratic leadership. And that doesn't mean that it's doomed to failure. Uh, I just believe we need sensible leadership. I don't really care about a political label. It just seems that now it's easier to aggregate a certain kind of beliefs under the umbrella of a Democrat and a certain kind of belief under the umbrella of a Republican. There are exceptions, of course, but if you ask me what I would do to curb crime in Columbus, I would empower the police, I would seek a federal grant, support, whatever I could have, and I would hold a press conference and I would say, The the lion's share of the murders in our city are gang-related. We are coming after the gangs of Columbus. We are coming after you hard. We are coming after you with all legal means available at our disposal. We are going to find you. We are going to arrest you. We are going to convict you. And we are going to put you away for a long, long time. Columbus is closed to gangs. From this day forward, you're on notice. We are coming for you. But Andrew Ginther afraid of what that kind of announcement and what that kind of initiative will do to him politically.
0: I agree. I don't think that he. I think that he's been too soft on crime. He's handcuffed the police instead of the criminals. And coming from someone who lives in the inner city my entire life, I can see what this man's policies and spinelessness is doing to Columbus. and I think it's scary more than anything that no one ran against him.
1: I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that, I presume, on a daily basis, or you have to be exceedingly careful in how you go about your daily tasks. Since you live in a neighborhood that it sounds like is uh, afflicted by this kind of crime that we're talking about, can you explain why Mayor Ginther continues to win by large margins? I know some of it is the lack of political opposition, but trust me, if people felt that he were vulnerable... They would be running against him. What is the what is the mentality of those who continue to check a box next to his name? Is it because he has a D next to his name and that is gravitas that can't be, you know, over overcompensated for?
0: Two things. The first thing is identity politics. Growing up as a, Somali, a second generation Somali American in America, where as if you have to if you live here, you have to vote Democrat. That's incorrect. Me and almost my entire family voted Republican for the last four years, including for Donald Trump. And I think that people can see now that they're getting a false bill of goods. Crime rate is high. Rapes are high. Murder is high. And that's because Democrats, Democrats, Democrats. And if you want to even things that had nothing to do with politics, like the NFL giving to stupid organizations Mm -hmm. that they want to defund the police, and then we're exactly the neighborhoods that need the police in the first place.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, Muhammad I mean, I, I think you'd make a great candidate. Um, it's going to take people who I think have the ability to inspire people to listen to them. And sadly, we live in a culture where how you look, your skin color, your ethnicity, uh, where you grew up, those kinds of things, give you a certain amount of credibility. I mean, it's it's very sad to me that if a white guy, like take, for instance, a couple of the guys who are running for Senate. I'm going to get to a story at 11.33, uh, another hit piece from Haley B. Miller of the Dispatch about the Republican Senate candidates. Guys like Mike Gibbons, guys like Bernie Moreno, Jane Timken, uh, very accomplished woman and Ohio Republican Party leader. But they're white and they're rich. And that doesn't bother me, but my sense is it bothers a lot of people who dismiss them out of hand. Their values are the values you're talking about, that We have to reward hard work. We have to reward doing the right thing. We have to penalize criminality. Their values are only articulated on the right, only come from people with an R next to their name. But sadly, I think if they go into an inner city to put forward their vision for how to fix these problems, I think people will just dismiss them out of hand and say, no, no, I'm voting for Tim Ryan. He's the Democrat. No, no, I'm voting for Sherrod Brown. He's the Democrat. And their problems continue. It's a shame. Well, Muhammad, I'm sorry that you're in that situation. I really applaud your moral courage and your open-mindedness to evaluate and believe what your eyes are telling you. And I'll, I, I will remember your name and I will be praying for your safety and the safety of your family. I wish you a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and um, thank you for coming on the Bruce Hooley Show. Thank you, Bruce. That is so sad. I mean, that is so sad. How can you be a caring person? And here, what I sensed was the, I don't want to say desperation, because Muhammad sounds to me like somebody who has a great deal of resolve. But he is truly a victim. Not of violent crime, maybe yet, hopefully never. But he's a victim of policies that are portrayed as helpful and compassionate and kind and the results they bring about. Does it sound to you from Muhammad's tone like his elected officials, the elected officials who serve his area, I should say, because I don't think they're his elected officials. But does it sound to you like those elected officials are meeting his real needs? Of course not. I go back to what I said the other day about leadership. Leadership is not power. Leadership is not top-down. Leadership is service. Leadership is sacrifice. Leadership is meeting people's needs. If you don't have that attitude, you're going to be a failed leader. If you're a failed leader, it doesn't mean you won't get elected. We have a ton of people who get elected as failed leaders. And the tragedy of it. It's not gas prices. It's not empty shelves. It's real life people like Muhammad, who you just heard from.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets.
1: He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set
0: off alarm bells.